sportsgrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. Sportsgrid.com. Rise and shine, sports investors. It is another beautiful day in the neighborhood. It is Monday, July 27th. Let's cock-a-doodle do it. This is the early line right here on Sports Grid, giving you the edge. I'm Dane Martinez. As usual, I got my main man, Kevin Walsh, live and direct from the basement, giving out winners as we put the fun and functional sports content. And, Kev, we had, like, I don't know, our first weekend of full-on of baseball. We had the MLS tournament and some very interesting results in that one. You know I'm excited about that, Kev. We also had, you know, news and scrimmages in the NBA. People even going for takeout delivery, which I think is hysterical. We will get to that in a little bit as well. But, Kev, we start with America's pastime and Major League Baseball. That finished its first full weekend. And I got to tell you something, Kev. We talk about, like, the bubble down in Florida and how well it is working. We have gone back and forth with that, how well it is working or not. It must be working better than whatever is happening for the Marlins, okay? Because they now have, I think it's about four players, Kev, that tested positive over the weekend. Jorge Alfaro, Jose Urena, one of their starters, Garrett Cooper, and Harold Ramirez, who was, in fact, hitting, like, cleanup for this lineup. They have all kind of tested positive. They're going to have to have quarantine in their team hotel, which is in Philadelphia, where they were on the road. I mean, we saw it with Juan Soto on opening day. But this is an example, Kev, of, you know, a cluster. I, it, was this inevitable? Yeah, it, was, it, it likely, I guess, was inevitable. Is it concerning that it happened this early? Is it, again, maybe just how it was always going to play out? I think the one thing that stands out, right, Dane, is that it happened in Miami. You know what I right. mean? Like, of all the places where right. you know, we've kind of seen uh, one of you know the outbreaks, it happened with the Miami Marlins. I do think one of the key things that the team decided to do was delay their post-game trip uh, home because, and again, we don't, we don't know this for sure, but we do seem that potentially with FC Dallas and Nashville SC in the MLS tournament was that maybe – uh, traveling with people in their traveling party yeah. having COVID led to that further outbreak. Um, and obviously you're not going to, you know, you don't want to wipe out an entire team. That obviously would then be disastrous. But I'll, I'll say this, Dane, from the fact that, you know, they played obviously yesterday against the Phillies and Don Manning mm-hmm. just kind of talking about increasing the taxi squad. Now, maybe it's just because we're early into the year, but, the reaction to this seems far from shut it down and more so, yep, we were ready for this and we'll keep chugging along. Yeah, no, I think that is the case, right? I mean, and, and, and Kev, here's the thing. Weeks ago, weeks ago, okay, before we had live bullets flying, before we had games going on, right? Remember I was asking you, like, should this happen? And we were like, eh, they're going to just go full steam ahead. And I think all these leagues, what we're realizing is, they know that cases are going to happen. 
right? But what they're trying to do is figure out a way to then isolate them and keep the gravy train rolling. They're not going to let one you know, positive test, regardless of who it is. I mean, Juan Soto is, you know, on their commercials and one of the faces of the young kids of baseball, they're going to proceed no matter what. Yeah. And Juan Soto, the, the, his situation seemed a bit unique in regards to false positives and what have you. He's still not made his debut, although that is expected to come soon. Yeah, absolutely. You know, they will see when he makes those two negative tests in order to come on back. And we welcome in our radio audience right now here, bright new early week on the early line, Monday through Friday, 7 to 9 a.m. Dane Martinez and Kevin Walsh giving you the edge on SportsGrid. Kev, though, I always say, and it's almost like in this coronavirus context, we forget that other injuries can happen too. And a big-time injury over the weekend befell one of the, the ace of one of the true contenders in Major League Baseball, Justin Verlander, okay, who had already had surgery. We were like, oh, he's going to be able to come back because opening day was pushed back. Well, he's got an elbow injury, and he is out for the season, Kev. This is a huge impact to a team that we all know, scandal or no scandal, had designs on competing for a World Series championship. What's interesting, and you guys see the tweet there, is that Justin Verlander then pushed back that he was actually out for the season and said that it's just going to be a strain and they're going to be reevaluating um, in a couple of weeks, saying it's just a forearm strain and he's hoping that he will be able to return soon. Now, we'll see. Uh, undoubtedly, he's going to be missing time. And I think, Dane, with what we've talked about of you know, every single game is amplified in right. um, in these times, right? Like he's now going to miss likely a solid chunk of this season. And it's now already um, been shown in the AL West division odds that were shut down for a point have been popped back up. The Astros mm. are now even money to win the West. The Oakland A's are now a plus 155 second choice in that division. Absolutely. You talk about Oakland and the Angels in that division. They get going with a series uh, today. Okay, they start. The Angels are in Oakland at the Coliseum to take on the the A's and the Angels. It'll be Griffin Canning against Chris Bassett. A lot of other matchups to discuss when we get going on the early line. We've got 12 games today. But what's interesting to me, Kev, is, you know, we start new series, right? So for the first time, some of these teams are going to have to travel. And I'm sure that there is some anxiety that goes around that. We will talk about some of these AL West games, teams competing against each other. Who will the Astros run out on the hill when it is not just Erlander? And who do the Marlins see with a depleted squad in their second series? of the season. We'll do all of that and more when we come back right here on the early line. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Welcome back in, everybody, to the early line right here on Sports Grid. Kevin Walsh and I 
giving you all the news and notes around Major League Baseball and then how to make some money off of it, Kevin. And let's do that starting now. We mentioned that Verlander won't be there, right? Whether it's the rest of the year or that he can make it back, it's going to be a significant chunk. And the Astros, Kev, are left to pick up the pieces. They'll start doing that today at home in a divisional matchup against the Seattle Mariners. Josh James on the hill against Kendall Graveman. And, and Kev, you know, Listen, this is what we're going to start seeing with the Astros, right? This is what we're going to start seeing with the Yankees, with the Dodgers. They are at home. They are minus 270 favorites, Kevin, mm-hmm. to get this win. And it's not like Josh James is one of their stud pitchers either, right? So how are we going to try to make some money on any Houston Astros games? You know, are you going to lay minus 270? Are you going to play this run line? Are there different ways to attack the Houston Astros and their offense today, they are at home in a divisional matchup against Seattle. Yeah, I think, Dane, this one's going to depend a little bit on uh, how much maybe you play that Sunday night game between the Dodgers and the Giants, and here's why I bring that game up. The Astros lost yesterday to the Mariners. So I think very simply you would say to yourself, oh, they're not going to lose two in a row at home to the Mariners. (laughs) That's just not going to happen. And yet the Dodgers, just last night, Lost two in a row at home to the Giants. And again, that logic I more than agreed with in going into Sunday night game. And I typically would more than agree with going to the Astros. And now you can't let one situation lead to an overreaction to a completely different situation. But all right. of a sudden now you talk about land minus 270. There's a, you're a little bit more hesitant when it comes to something like that. And even this run line here, minus 142 is considerable juice when you're laying a run and a half. I think maybe you might want to play this game on a total. The Astros' offense has still looked good, and I think considering the fact that they're going to be without Verlander for a bit, that loss yesterday came with Zach Granke on the mound. Garrett Cole's mm-hmm. not showing up for this team anytime soon. If you're back in the Astros, it's got to be at this point because you're expecting this offense to deliver. You know, okay. Obviously, you don't want to always get cute. But sometimes you can start to get into the prop market, team totals um, that will eventually be posted as the day continues. But maybe over nine runs for a Mariners offense that has to be feeling a little bit of confidence as well uh, after their win yesterday. Okay, absolutely. I told you about, like, we are going to also have to figure this one out. Kev. You know, we did it in hypothetical situations, like in the NFL. What happens when two linemen are out on one side and three receivers are out on another side? Well, we have to start now handicapping this, okay? And we do so with the Miami Marlins having a game today. They play the, you know, lowly, quote-unquote, Baltimore Orioles, but Baltimore's 2-1, and one, okay? They they won hmm. two of their first three games. They got Wojnowski on the hill tonight against Pablo Lopez. You know, like I mentioned, they don't have their number four hitter, for goodness sakes, and they, you know, are against Baltimore, which is not a team that you think is just going to come in and dominate them, right? This is the the Marlins, even as a depleted squad, because they are at home, and you're not going to see this much, Kev, the Marlins are minus 148 going into this game. Even when depleted, it shows you how much respect the, the kind of books in the public are giving the Baltimore Orioles. Yeah, which is understandable. I mean, who would have thought that these two teams would be 2-1 and one coming right. in to this matchup? Both of them were minus 200, or rather, the teams that they were going against were minus 200 favorites against them, and they both come Mm -hmm. away with series wins, road series wins. 
as well. I think that is very telling. And it is, you know, we always, when it comes to injuries in sports, there sometimes is that one game overreaction. When someone is absent or a couple of players can even be absent, you go, oh, they're going to get bombed. They're missing so many of their pieces. And there's this one game, they don't miss it at all. That's how the Mavericks won in Milwaukee this year without Luka Doncic. That's how the Marlins put 11 runs up, despite the fact that they were missing a number of guys. That could come back down to earth. But then again, the Baltimore Orioles put up seven runs in consecutive games. Could that come back to earth? Well, they were also going up against one of the worst staffs in all of baseball, and it does kind of give us an idea of how we really should be looking at this Red Sox team. But with that all being said, eight and a half is the total here. Maybe I'm silly for wanting to back these offenses again, and maybe this has 2-1 written all over it. But Hmm. to the start of this season, these two offenses have looked all right, and I think there's there's some potential for it uh, to continue here on Monday. All right. So if we keep looking, though, um, we go over to the AL West. I mentioned that the Angels and A's were getting going against each other as well. You were talking to me off air that Shohei Otani as like the Sunday starter, you know, didn't necessarily do his thing yesterday. But they start a new series, the A's and the Angels in an AL West kind of matchup. And this one, I think the line is very interesting. You know, we have been talking amongst ourselves when we did team previews and the like that, you know, we thought these two teams were the options to try to unseat the Astros in the AL West. And Kev, when these two teams get going, they are pretty much a toss up. The game is in Oakland, and that's why Oakland is a minus 112 favorite. We got Bassett going up against Canning. Hopefully, Canning can have a better outing than yesterday with Shohei Otani. Yeah, I don't, you know, we all, you always want your pitcher to have a zero ERA. That's great. You don't want him to have a zero ERA because he doesn't have an ERA yet because he doesn't have an out. Infinite, right? Here, we, we, yeah, <laughs> he has an infinite ERA. He won't have a real one until he gets his, his next out. His next out will be his first out, and that's not ideal. And this game was fascinating yesterday from the line perspective. The Angels opened as favorites in Oakland, which was a little bit surprising. This A's team is held in pretty high regard. But Shohei Otani, okay, understandable. What was even more surprising is the A's closed, though, as the favorites. You would think that money would come in on Shohei Otani. You'd think that people would want to back him. I think, you know, see, he's a big name, I feel like. I think that that's a guy that people would want to back. But it does seem as if people saw an opportunity with Oakland as a dog at home. And even here at minus 112, look, this A's team is a very, very good baseball team. There's, there's just no two ways about it. And I think whenever they're at home at, at this kind of short price, Dane, it'll be really difficult uh, to look away. All right, what about, do you care about these offenses? You know, you were just making the, the, the joke that it was like, uh, you know, like Oakland 6, Mike Trout 4. I see a total of nine in this game. You know, Anthony Rendon has also missed time at the start of the season for this Angels offense. Do you think they can get the bats kind of going? Oakland as well, you know, doing their thing over the weekend. Yeah, it's it's been a weird one a little bit, trying to figure out, yeah. you know, are, are these offenses playing well? Like the opener went to extra innings and had a walk-off grand right. slam. But there were six runs through, you know, nine-plus uh, in this game. Then game two was 4-1. Right, And then we even go to yesterday's game, 10 runs, and you know, you'd know you think you'd want to be uh, happy about that. 
Well, the first five were Otani not being able to get any runs out. And then Trout accounted for the other four runs for the Angels, a three-run homer, and then hit a sack fly. So these, this, these offenses haven't really been bringing it just yet. Now, maybe you want to say that they are due. But I also wonder, especially because they're going to be playing each other so often, these in-division mm. uh, matchups. White Sox-Twins, three-game set, all three games over the number, and each game features actually a team having a double-digit total uh, on their own at one point. That's what we saw from that series. Maybe when the Angels and the A's get together, Dane, it's just going to be an under type of series. And this is the thing. You know, you kind of think about like system plays, auto plays, if you will. If right. you've been betting A's and the uh, and Angels games under, right, they've not really come mm-hmm. out profitable for it. You would have lost the opening game with that walk-off grand slam. That is a gut punch. And you would have lost yesterday because Otani couldn't get an out. That's another gut <laughs> punch. But you can't be scared to go back to something if you know that it seems a bit fluky in the way that the results were coming in. I think the under nine here could be worth the look. All right. You know, we're talking about the AL West and we're talking about, you know, elbow injuries with Verlander. He is not the only stud pitcher in that division. Corey Kluber left the game yesterday with uh, elbow or shoulder tightness in that arm as well. The Texas Rangers are not in action today, but you definitely want to keep an eye out on that. Their new stud, uh, you know, already a little bit banged up. When we come back, we'll keep looking at the action and today in Major League Baseball. We'll preview all that when we come back right here on the early line. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Houston Astros ace Justin Verlander will miss time because of a strained right form, but he is pushing back on a report that he's finished for this season. The Houston Chronicle cited two sources with knowledge of the situation, saying that Verlander would miss the rest of the year. Verlander tweeted out, quote, The report that I'm currently missing the rest of the season is not accurate. There is a forearm strain. I'm hopeful that with some rest it will heal and I'll be able to return soon. Thank you for all the well wishes, end quote. Four Miami Marlins players have tested positive for the coronavirus, including Sunday starter Jose Urena. That's according to sources familiar with the situation, leading the team to delay its post-game trip home amid concerns about a possible outbreak. They will return home on Monday ahead of their home opener against the Baltimore Orioles. The Marlins will be without the services of Arena, catcher Jorge Alfaro, infielder Garrett Cooper, and outfielder Harold Ramirez for the foreseeable future. The Nationals scratched Steven Strasburg from his start on Sunday due to a nerve issue in his hand. Some final scores from around Major League Baseball on Sunday. The Yankees beat the Nationals 3-2. It was the Marlins over the Philadelphia Phillies 11-6. Tampa Bay got by Toronto 6-5. Cleveland beat up on Kansas City 9-2. Detroit over Cincinnati 3-2, even with the Trevor Bauer starting that one with double-digit strikeouts. Baltimore beat Boston 7-4. The Seattle Mariners over the Houston Astros 7-6. Minnesota crushed the White Sox 14-2. Pirates over St. Louis 5-1. Cubs over Milwaukee 9-1. Colorado beat Texas 5-2. It was the Angels losing to the Oakland A's 6-4. San Diego losing to Arizona 4-3. The Mets absolutely trounced by the Braves 14-1. And it was the Giants beating the Dodgers 3-1 in Sunday Night Baseball. After the first weekend in Major League Baseball, there is not a single team 
that is undefeated. After three games for each squad, every team has at least one loss. And in the NFL, NFL players who contract the coronavirus through, quote, high-risk activity away from team facilities can face team discipline and may even risk of not being paid, according to the league's new protocol, a memo sent by the NFLPA to agents this weekend, a copy of which was obtained by ESPN and posted, outlined several rules governing player contracts as well as opt-out provisions and the contractual consequences of a canceled season. I'm Dan Strafford, and this has been your Sports Grid News Update. Welcome back in, everybody, including our radio audience from around the country. And, of course, we thank Dan Stratford for giving us all the news and all the updates that we need. Kev, you know, one thing that we saw over the weekend, right, because there's going to be some differences here. Okay, over the weekend, we see players hitting home runs with masks on. But another thing we see for the first time ever is extra innings with a man on second base. That is how we are starting extra innings. It happened around Major League Baseball in the opening weekend. And I got to tell you something, Kev, members of the Cleveland Indians were not excited, specifically pitcher Mike Clevenger, okay? He, you know, had a good outing, but then Cleveland, you know, gives it up kind of with a man on second base starting the extra inning. And he was vocal about this. You know, he said, you know, in essence, I'm paraphrasing. Do you know how hard it is to get a man on second base against any of these ridiculously strong bullpens these days? He felt some kind of way about it. And then also, which I think is interesting, Kev, was like, just you watch all you other teams. When you experience this as well, you're going to be heated, too. I think he's got a point, Kev. I really do. You know, it's, it's almost the same as when I see pitchers in Yankee Stadium that's so small, right? They give up what they believe is a routine fly ball. And it carries over the wall. And they're like, are you kidding me? I can't believe I got banged for this. And that's similar to what pitchers are going to feel. They could have a good outing. They could make good pitches. They could, in essence, pitch an inning that would not give up a run in normal circumstances and be saddled with a loss. Clevenger was outspoken. And I think a lot of other people are going to feel the same way. Yeah, I think in a way, the answer to his question is, do you know how hard that is? The answer from baseball is probably yes. Probably like, right. that's exactly why we're doing this because we can't have you guys playing 19 inning games. And to be honest with you, it would be too damning to play a 19 inning game considering how taxing this 60 uh, game mm-hmm. stretch is about to be. I, I told, I think he's right. I think he's right though. Like it is somewhat yeah. souring things, no doubt about it. And I do think that's the unfortunate thing here. It's a little bit of a, of a push and pull, right? There's not enough runway. And it leads for them, you know, creating something a little wacky, I guess, if you will, like this, uh, a little off the beaten path. And the result of it, though, is going to kind of mess with, I think, maybe with the integrity of these outcomes. We saw it in that opening uh, game that went to extras with the Angels and the A's, where Mm -hmm. Hansel Robles, you know, comes in. With a man on second and nobody out. And what does he do? Well, he, he hits Loriano. And then he throws a wild pitch. And what we, you know, is Hansel Robles, uh, you know, one of the best commands in baseball? No. But right. for any, you know, relief pitcher that's going to get the nod in that spot to have seemingly no command, there can be nerves. And I'm sure he was pumping extra gas first, you know, sure. uh, spot for him, no doubt about it. But there's also the added pressure of, a guy's on second. Now, you know, that specific scenario, 
he isn't even the guy that was in that then came in and gave up a grand slam to Olsen. I get all that. But I think that's there's just this extra pressure now. And think about it. When you get a, a leadoff double, well, that's big. And that's pretty much right. now what every single half inning is uh, in extra innings. So it's a double-edged sword where I agree with Clev. This does mess a little bit with the integrity of these outcomes. But it's, it is achieving what baseball is looking for. It absolutely is. Remember, and this was implemented to your point, Kev, because they couldn't afford the 15, 16, 17 inning game in this truncated season. Remember, at one point, we thought there were going to be double headers of plenty. It's the same thesis, right? They don't want to stretch these guys even more thin when they're already doing the sprint and not a marathon. Well, as I look to the Cleveland Indians, though, they are in a divisional matchup today um, against the Chicago White Sox. This is a White Sox team that Coming into the season, a lot of people liked, a lot of people thought we're going to be that hot young squad. Well, they're dogs in Cleveland tonight. The Indians are minus 132 um, going up against the division rival. Yeah, and Cleveland, for the most part, took care of business. I'm sure they would have liked to be um, 3-0, and considering it was sure. Bieber, Clevin, Carrasco that got the start in those games. But considering the fact that there isn't an unbeaten team, we didn't get a single 3-0 and team in baseball. I mean, if right. you think that, if you don't think that this is going to be a tightly contested season, well, that should have been have done enough to change your mind. Um, <laughs> so I guess that's about as good as it could be for them. They're coming off of nine runs. Jose Ramirez with a two home run game. I look at this White Sox team. What a series for them! At home against the Twins, they lose ten five. They win ten three. They lose fourteen two. A lot of <laughs> offense in those games, but not they weren't responsible for all of it. But I see this total right now, again, Dane, nine and yeah. a half. White That's Sox right. games, three and oh to the over. And that just might be the way to keep playing White Sox games. I, I don't see any reason to get off that horse. I don't have a specific lean, though, on the side here. You know, Chicago, so far, give and take type of baseball team. No clear edge on the mound for either of these sides. All right, fair enough. Maybe we just want offense because last time I checked, Kevin, chicks still do love and dig the long ball so maybe more runs is what we're looking for in that al central tilt also in the al central today you got the kansas city royals in detroit to take on the tigers michael fulmer uh is on the hill here for the detroit tigers at least to open kev okay because it looks like fulmer is going to be the opener this is a guy remember who started you know Young, early mid-20s with a lot of power in his arm, high-velocity fastball, but has been dealing with injury over the last year or two. And so the Tigers are going to kind of repurpose him as an opener for this one. And you talk about surprises, right, Kevin, how none of the teams are undefeated. Well, a lot of people would not have had the Tigers at 2-1 and one after the opening series. You know, we were talking about the Tigers as one of the dregs in baseball. Why? We like the teams in the Central. Well, the Tigers got it done, winning a opening weekend series against the Cincinnati Regs. They come back home, and Fulmer is the opener today against Kansas City, and they're minus 136 favorites. And let's talk quickly about that Tigers-Red series. I think it's comfortable yeah. for me. I think it's undeniably the worst series loss that any of these teams had when you look at it from the Cincinnati Reds' perspective. Home against a team with yeah. the lowest win total in baseball, and they had yeah. Gray. Bauer and Castillo for all three games, and they come away yep. with only one win out of three tries. That's unforgivable. 
that's unforgivable. And the one thing I spoke a little, you know, Dane, I talked with, about uh, this with George on in-game live this past weekend, and I think you would tend to agree, right? For 162 game season, the idea of a bad loss, yeah, okay, you don't want to drop a game, right? If you're the Yankees, you don't want to lose a game to the Royals, but it happens, right? right? But if you go through a, an 82 game NBA season, there's bad losses all the time. They're easy to identify. Sure. You should not be losing that game. In a 60 game season, you can easily say, oh, that's a bad loss. And I think you have to look at it from the Reds' perspective that they might have had two bad losses. But guess what? The Tigers took advantage. And yep. this is going to be this type of – don't tell these teams that they don't belong. Not yet. Not yet, right? The Giants just took two straight off the Dodgers in L.A. Right. Exactly. Don't tell these teams that they don't belong. And this is a Tigers team that now coming home, they're going to feel a little bit of confidence. Minus 136. I can't believe I'm going to lay a number with a Detroit Tigers baseball team. But I think I would lay a minus 136 with this Tigers team. I, I think that they've got to be feeling a little bit of confidence now, and they should. Yeah, and so here's the one thing, and I agree with you, and we talked about this, right? We said there's going to be a team somewhere that comes from absolutely nowhere, that gets hot early on, starts to build that confidence, and maybe three games is still a very, very, very short sample size, right? But three out of 60 is a greater chunk of the pie than we have seen before. And so how much stock do we put into one series versus another? But the Tigers do get off to the hot start in Cincinnati going two and one. Let me ask you about these Reds, though, because you talked about it being a, a bad start for them. They had the, the quote unquote big three starters for them and they go one and two against Detroit when you think they would have won that series. Right. Cincinnati was one of those teams that. Some people, I consider myself among them, thought could do a little bit of work. Is this, let me play devil's advocate for you, right? You mentioned their three starting pitchers that went and they lost um, two of the three games. Castillo in his loss, though, gave up one run, struck out 11 in six mm -hmm. innings, right? Oh, yeah. Um, Bauer, Bauer struck out double digits in his outing. Is this a bullpen issue? Because, you know, I was looking at the big three here. For the Reds, and it's not like it's not like Bauer or Castillo got touched up like their name was Otani. No, one hundred percent. I mean, even yesterday, um, I, you know, I watched the end of that game quite close, closely, and in the top of the ninth, they gave up a two-run shot to Crone, um, but yeah. the timely hitting wasn't there. Lead-off double. Next guy up gets a double as well. All right, three-two. They had runners on the corners, one out. Joey Votto's up. If you're the Reds, what else could you ask for? And Joey yeah. Votto, the professional hitter does the one thing you can't do and he grounds out into a double play timely hitting winning teams that's a it's a very real thing the ability to know how to win games and if you're going to make good especially to me in a very tight nl central race you need to win games and we've said this a lot dan and, and it's not gonna i don't think anyone's mind is changing the difference maker for these division races will be who takes care of business Against the Tigers, the right. Royals, the Pirates, the Orioles, the Marlins. Mm -hmm. And now maybe a couple of those teams will surprise, right? I mean, the Tigers are 2-1, and one, the Orioles are 2-1, and one, the Marlins are 2-1, and one, yeah. right? So maybe they will surprise. But that's going to be the difference maker. I, when we look back on who sits at the top of some of these divisions, the Reds really squandered. And that's the tough thing too, Dane. Those guys aren't going to be awesome every single time out. So not only did they lose when those guys took the hill, those guys had really good performances. Yeah, they and they didn't capitalize by winning two out. They should be 
a 3-0 and baseball team when you think about the opponent and the performances that they got. And they're a 1-2 team at home against the Tigers. That's a very poor start. And now they play the Cubs. There's some pressure for them already heading into series number two, I think. Yeah, next time the Reds rotation comes around, maybe what I do is just start playing that first five innings because I still like their starting pitching. You know what I mean, Kev? And maybe I just want to take that bullpen out of it. As you mentioned, the Reds, they've got a game in the division against the Cubs, and they are a plus 106 dog today against John Lester. We keep looking at that LB action today on the early line. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Welcome back in, everybody, to the early line here on SportsGrid. And we've got a slate of games in Major League Baseball that we are covering. And it gives me goosebumps, okay? There's so many opportunities to make money, and that's what we do here on SportsGrid. Give you the edge. I'm Dane Martinez, my main man, Kevin Walsh. And every weekday morning, bright and early, here in the early line, we try to put the fun in functional sports content as well. Kev, whoever wins this series in the NL Central right now, we'll be at at least 500. You know, we're talking about some teams that we think are also Rams, right? That may surprise. You mentioned the Tigers are 2-1. Well, there's a couple of teams in the NL Central that not a whole bunch of people expected much from, and it is the Pittsburgh Pirates who are at home against the Milwaukee Brewers. And Kev, Pittsburgh, you know, they ain't letting the Blue Jays get to their stadium. They've got it for themselves, and they welcome in the Brewers today, even though they are at home. And this is what speaks to the fact of, like, what I'm calling these also-rans on some level, right? Even though they are at home, they are still plus 130 to another one and two team in Milwaukee. I didn't necessarily think Milwaukee was going to be a contender either. Some people thought they had an outside chance. But still, Milwaukee on the road is minus 150 in this NL Central matchup. Yeah, I I think, you know, Adrian Hauser is a minus 150 road favorite, right? Like, that puts it into perspective, the the outlook on this Pirates team. I do wonder somewhat if, like, because, again, to to say it's an important series for the Brewers could be a stretch, but considering they started out 1-2 and in a series against the Cubs, you got to think the Brewers are going to really want to get their legs under them in this series here. Certainly, you'd think that they're going to want to win uh, this game here today. And, and the Pirates are now on the heels of a victory themselves, a 5-1 victory um, in St. Louis. I think I like Milwaukee here. I know you have to be careful. You don't want to go full chalk ever on, on, a, on a full baseball slate. But I like. I think that this Brewers team, as I watch them against the Cubs, you know, you could tell it was going to be hit or miss, right? The The rotation isn't fantastic, but when the offense is on, it can be good. I, I think that they can um, get the Pirates here. Minus 150 is about that threshold from when it goes to money line that maybe I need to lay a right. and a half. But I, could, I think I could get minus 150 on the Brewers. Maybe they are a part of a parlay. Okay, we will certainly see some of these, uh, you know, NL Central teams. If one of them can sweep the other, 
they're right there. Remember, literally at four and two, if that were to happen, you know, it's a legitimate chunk of the season that is gone. Mm-hmm. And you're standing two games above 500. It is so crazy in this condensed season. I got to tell you something, Kev. I wasn't here with you on Friday. Big shout out to our guy, Mike Blewett, for holding it down. Um, going into the season, one of the names, Kev, that I mentioned that was a value, in my opinion, in the MVP race was Giancarlo Stanton. Remember us talking about Giancarlo Stanton and how sure. this dude, he was healthy and could be managed and didn't have fans in the stands heckling him and was as a designated hitter the entire time. People were like forgetting the absolute, you know, ridiculousness and the gaudy numbers this man can put up. Well, he is hot out of the gate, hitting bombs into left center field, hmm. you know, over the weekend in Washington, and do you think that Giancarlo Stanton, Glaber Torres, who is hot, do you think they can keep it rolling? The Yankees went two and one in Washington, in our nation's capital, on the road against the defending World Series champions. They now stay on the road. They go up I-95 to Philadelphia to see the Phillies, where at least the manager in the other dugout probably has some of the book on some of these hitters and knows maybe what they don't like to see. That is right. Um, And it was actually interesting because we did see the Yanks and the Phillies have one summer camp game against the two. So they, you know, last, and it it was a week ago, actually, today uh, is when these teams met for a summer camp game. I think this is a risky proposition. The Phillies at home, they've just lost the series for the Marlins at home. You know, the Yanks are laying minus 140 in the money line. I get the attraction. Maybe, you know, I'm being pessimistic about my own team here. I'm not sure, Mm. but I think over 10 and a half, I know it's a high number. um, And in fact, I think it might just be the highest. It is. It's the highest number on the board. I get that. I think it's for a reason. And I think about these two teams and how they kind of closed up their games yesterday. The Phillies closed three innings with the bases loaded. Can't have that. Cannot leave that many guys on base, but regression, you might be able to maybe capitalize a little bit in your next outing. And the Yankees bats, Dane, started to wake up as that mm-hmm. game closed against the Nats. You saw it, right? They, had, they themselves actually had a bases loaded opportunity. Glaber Torres. Um, right. you, I mean, the Yankees are just flushed with MVP candidates. They truly are. You got to think Judge is going to put a ball out. Any day now, sure. I would not be mad at somebody playing Aaron Judge yes home run prop um, if you can find mm. that at the FanDuel Sportsbook. Uh, so for me, maybe again I'm trying to be cautious here with the um, with the Yanks on the money line. Maybe I'm still trying to get the money back that I feel like was taken from me by the rain <laughs> in the over bet that I had an opening day, um, and I've tried again um, on Sunday and it didn't work out in a three two affair. But I think over 10 and a half runs is more than doable with these two offenses. Yeah, these are two big time offenses. You are correct. You know, there are some other former Yankees in that Philly dugout tonight, including Didi Gregorius, who masked up, hit one out over the weekend as well, Kev. And in this matchup, when you're talking about trying to silence these hot bats, toe in the slab today, it'll be J.A. Happ for the Yankees going up against Jake Arietta. For the Philadelphia Phillies in this division as well. We talked about the action 
that was going on in our nation's capital in Washington over the weekend. Well, the nomadic Blue Jays come to town, right? And they are playing the Nationals here. You know about the huge big-time starters of the Washington Nationals, Scherzer, of course, Strasburg, who got kind of scratched from his start over the weekend. You got to keep an eye out on him. But they go to kind of like not the big three, right? Not Corbin or Strasburg or Scherzer. It'll be Anibal Sanchez on the hill to start this series against Toronto. The Blue Jays answer back with Trent Thornton in this matchup of one and two teams. Mm. Yeah, I think right now um, the Blue Jays, too, they blew a lead and then they lost at an extra's to the Rays. They probably are kicking themselves knowing how tough this start's going to be. We got the official word. Their uh, home campaign in Buffalo will begin August 11th, meaning they're sacrificing two home games here to the Nats and then three home Mm -hmm. games to the Phillies, and then they should be business as, oh, I shouldn't say as usual, because that would have been them playing in Toronto. Business as scheduled, I guess, uh, with their games that are going to be taking place in Buffalo. Uh, It is interesting, though. Total is 10. Minus 132 for the Nats at home here. This Blue Jays team looks all right to me, though. You know, I, mm-hmm. I, one and two with a real good chance at being two and one in Tampa Bay. I, I could see the Blue Jays maybe pulling an upset. You got to find some plus money somewhere. You got to take a look at these dogs uh, across the board. Again, it's not going to, you know, that, that Friday, Dane. Um, yeah. I know it was 12 and two for favorites. And when you actually then take the two Thursday games, that means in the first 16 baseball games, favorites were 14-2. and two. And wow. the result of that is us getting welcomed with the Tigers beating, you know, the, the, uh, the Reds for two straight, the Giants beating the Dodgers for two straight, and kind of a reminder that plus money can be your friend in baseball. I don't know, maybe I'm off base here, but I think Blue Jays at plus 116 could give the Nats a game. No, absolutely. I mean, listen, that Blue Jays offense, we've talked about it, right? All those kids, they set a record. It's second generational studs in their entire infield, and they are occupying spots one through four in that lineup. So absolutely very interesting. Kev, do you know about the term happy flight? Um, This is what um, Major League Baseball players and teammates, they all just want to give themselves a happy flight. And that means on the last day, of a series when they're about to board a plane and go to another city, right? It's it's a lot easier to have that flight if you're coming back off a comeback win or a big win because you got to sit together, you know, on that flight back home or to the next city, um, as opposed to kind of a crushing defeat. And that is the situation, Kev, for the Atlanta Braves. All right, with a big time two out bottom of the ninth home run from Marcelo Zuna. You know, Kev, we were talking about Edwin Diaz with these Mets and how I expected maybe some positive regression. We talked about who they had in that and and we thought Diaz would be able to bounce back. Right. Well, the Mets have a lead. Amelia, Batances, all good. Up by a run, full count, two outs, Marcelo Zuna with only one pitch left to see before the Metropolitans get that W. And he deposits one over the right center field wall. They go on to win that game. Atlanta has a happy flight, Kev. And they take that happy flight down to Florida, down to Tampa Bay, where they will kick off a series, another AL East versus NL East matchup. Braves in Tampa today. Interesting matchup, in my opinion, with two young stud 
fireballer pitchers of Fulton Evich for Atlanta and Tyler Glass now for the Tampa Bay Rays. Yeah, and and the Braves like, had a real happy flight, right? Because after that innings when they played another game and they went 14-1, and they're like, all right, we're rolling. And the fact that they were able to turn it around, when you think about the rest of that division, right, where the Nats and the Phils are at one and two, obviously they're responsible for putting the Mets in that range. They sit joint top with the Marlins. That's as good as you could ask for if you were the Atlanta Braves. Here's the interesting thing with the Tampa Bay Rays with Glass now on the bump. And his final exhibition start, he went three innings. Blake Snell yesterday, and this is why it's very important, especially with this Rays team, to know kind of what the expectations are for their starters. Blake Snell yeah. looked great in two innings of work, and that's all that they, we got from Blake Snell. And that wasn't a uh, Corey Kluber situation left the game early. That's what they were going for with Snell. Right. Now, Glasnow going three in his final exhibition game tells me he's going to go more than two, but is he going to go five? Is, is he, is he going to go long enough for, you know, say, a quality start? I'm not hmm. sure about that. I would wait. Let's see maybe if there's some more concrete information on that. But I would say you're paying this minus 152 price in part because of Tyler Glasnow being on the bump. The Atlanta Braves got to be feeling good about themselves coming off of you know pretty much batting practice in City Field yesterday. Plus 132. I'm staring at the Braves. All right, fair enough. You mentioned a good point here, okay? You talk about Glasnow and Fulton Evich up on the hill. Glasnow specifically in his last outing, you said, isn't really fully stretched out, right? And we have seen this. Sometimes pitchers are only going a couple of innings, but also, you know, out of the gate on opening day, Hendricks for Chicago goes the route, you know? So how do we know about this? I know when we were talking about opening day, one of the things we were looking at was, you know, fading the unders on strikeout totals, for example. Mm -hmm. We talked about that with Scherzer and Cole Scherzer went over his number as a strikeout machine. Would you be interested in maybe looking at a strikeout prop with someone like Glasnow and going under? Do you think these guys are stretched out? And are you going to add that to your handicap? I think it's a great point. And unfortunately, I didn't get the chance to look at a Blake Snell number before that game got underway. It would have been fascinating. Because here's the thing, Dane. If they adjusted for the expectations mm -hmm. of Snell's innings, you probably would have had to bet the over. Five of his six outs came via the strikeout. So he was mowing guys down. Again, they were just going to limit him to the two innings. So let's just say they come out, Glasnow is going to go three, right? And then they set the total strikeouts at, you know, whatever it might be, four and a half. You might have to play it over because he's still a guy that can get the K. So it'll be interesting to see what they do with that number. Yeah, that's something we're going to be watching early in the season across Major League Baseball because there may be a value there when the books just don't know how long these pitches are going to go. We look at the rest of the Major League Baseball slate when we come back right here on the early line. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Welcome back in, everybody, to the early line. Dane Martinez and Kevin Walsh. Kevin, to finish up the slate, and we've got 12 games on the slate today. And, you know, at least that much 
every day during this sprint, right, Kev? So here on the early line is definitely the spot for you to get the early lines and get some early leans and information to make some money. That's what we do, give you the edge here on Sports Grid. Kev, I told you about the Cincinnati Reds. They were one of those teams that I kind of like, the young kids that take a step forward. As you know, Kev, another one of those teams that I'm intrigued by is the San Diego Padres. They got off to a good start. They're 2-1 and one on the season. I know you have intrigue with the Arizona Diamondbacks out west as well. They have a series in San Diego. You know, Paddock looked good. Lamette struck out 8 or 9 in his outing. They turned the ball today, San Diego, to Joey Lucchese. Is he going to put forth a good effort, or is he going to be a Fugazi to forget about today? <laughs> Uh, it'll be interesting to see. I'll tell you, the Padres were the last team to lose a game. They were the uh, final hope on the board for us to get a 3-0 and team, and they could not get it done just to, you know, it's just wild. Like, there's not a team without a win. There's not a team without a loss in three games here. Big series, yep. though, Dane. We talked about it when this team, when, when the league came to the agreement of the new playoffs format. Yeah. Maybe the biggest winners in baseball, Diamondbacks and Padres. Considering if you know if right. we're if we can assume that the Giants and the Rockies will not challenge for second place in this division, one of these two teams has to be in the playoffs. They obviously have a chance for the wild card. Yeah, but you know, two teams now from the West have to make it. The Padres and the Diamondbacks would be favored from those groups to be uh, the teams, and obviously, then the head-to-head matchups will matter uh, a ton in that regard. Uh, so, a big spot here today for the uh, Padres. Yeah, absolutely. Remember, that was ratified right right on opening day, in essence, that they will expand. And so all second place teams get in. Diamondbacks and Padres are chomping at the bit to be one of those. Just to figure up, finish up the slate, Mets are in Boston at Fenway to take on the Red Sox today. Michael Walker gets the start for the Mets against Josh Oshik making his first start for the Red Sox. When we come back, hour number two, we talk soccer, we talk basketball, we've got NFL news and notes a lot more keep it locked right here the early nine rolls on after this sportsgrid.com betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real-time odds predictive betting models expert picks and more want the edge then get on the grid sportsgrid.com 